We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I just, I would, I think my negativity towards Baji was just cooling down the, uh, the Skylar hype train, which mm. is kind of my only job here at Road of Water. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basil. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath, as always, on Thursdays to talk about the upcoming MLS slate. Gents, we had a huge slate on Wednesday, at least for a Wednesday. Um, we had, I believe, 16 teams played, and they're all going to play again this weekend. Um, did anything jump out at you from those games that either changed what you may have thought you thought going into this weekend? Orlando looked a little friskier than I thought they might be. They scored six goals <laughs> against <laughs> frisky. That's uh, all you're giving Lincoln. them. That's all you're giving them, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it's the Revolution, so let's calm down. But yeah, ten man yet again Revolution. That seems to be happening a lot, and I think they kind of sealed their fate as far as the playoff picture is concerned. Mm-hmm. Red line is just too far yeah. out of reach. Yeah, that, that's kind of what jumped out at me is just kind of the lack of, it seems like the lack of motivation, or maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't be surprised, but teams like San Jose and, and Houston um, that are in need of like a must-win more stay in that playoff race, they just looked bad last night. And, uh, you know, I'm in the DFS lineups and I focus a little bit more, even in my season long, I had, had, uh, Cubo Torres as my captain. Like I was expecting Houston to come out and they did end up pulling out a point at the end, but it was a pretty pathetic performance in general. So I don't know. I'm just surprised, I guess maybe I shouldn't be, but surprised at how poor those teams played kind of with their backs against the wall. I was very surprised. I I was actually more surprised about how good, uh, LA was than, how bad Houston was. Like I had, I also had Cubo um, and I had Derek and Machado and thought to myself, if there's a game I didn't really have to worry about, it was this galaxy one, but 
I guess when you have out uh, Romeo and Alessandrini, anything can happen. So, right. Ugh. who I don't have. <laughs> After all, <that. laughs> hey, I tried to talk you into you it. You did. Yep. Weren't, weren't buying it though. No, I was saying to uh, JD before um, before we started recording that I basically put a team together with the thought like, okay, I just have to go back because I still had David Villa and I didn't really want to play him, but I had to figure out like what high midfielder I wanted to play. And then I thought it was a 7.30 Eastern lock. And so at like 7.03, I was like, all right, let me just check my team and realized it was a seven o'clock lock. And I was like, oh, well, now I have to hope for a David Villa hat trick at some point because I don't think anybody or that many people who were in front of me had him and he didn't do anything. So anyway, um, we've got two uh, DFS slates. Um, neither of them include the first game on Saturday, which is Orlando home against Dallas, both getting big wins um, and still needing them. Uh, any predictions on this game? Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with Dallas. They didn't really look uh, all that great last night. It was just Colorado, so they won 2 nothing. But uh, – <laughs> Some, some much needed points for sure and they are kind of holding off Houston and RSL for uh, a playoff spot here Skylar you were pretty Orlando surprised Orlando desperately need the win that's yeah, for sure do. yeah Skylar you were pretty surprised at the very attack heavy lineup that Dallas rolled out last night do you think they do it right. again I think they have to like Orlando City we saw last night put up six goals granted New England got another red card like the 10th minute I don't know how many games in a row that is that they've had a red card, but they're just shooting themselves in the foot game in and game out. But regardless, Orlando has some attacking weapons. They don't have anything to lose here. So I think they're going to put an attacking squad out, and I think Dallas will have to match them. So, yeah, I mean, I could see like a 2-2 game or something in this spot. Mm, but, right. yeah, I mean, Dallas, Dallas are going to have to come out and be motivated to get the results. So mm -hmm. I think we'll see a few goals flying. Okay. Uh, let's jump into these DFS slates. Uh, the first one starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. It's a five-game one. Uh, the first matchup is Toronto um, and the Red Bulls. Uh, it looks like Sebastian Javinko is probably going to miss out again. Josie Altador could return, though, which certainly gives them an option up front. Uh, JD, do you side kind of in the Toronto side, even though they've been struggling recently, or... Like it seems like the teams chasing them, specifically Atlanta, uh, are are playing really well. Uh, they are 10 points up on Atlanta, although Atlanta's got a game in hand. But uh, they haven't clinched the supporter shield yet, so do you think they try to basically end it on Saturday? Yeah, I th actually think they're going to. I want to I wanna kind of go with the Red Bulls, but they were outplayed by, by Columbus last night, I thought. Um, I don't know. I just... I. I think the Red Bulls need some points here too. They can't really drop all their remaining games, but um, Toronto's just better organized, better coached, and they're having a, a better season. So I think it's going to be pretty even. I wouldn't hesitate to take a, a Sasha question by any means, but um, I think I'm sticking with Toronto in this one. I'm going to probably grab a value player too if they have some players starting that are more depth guys that uh, I think can kind of squeeze into my lineup. Mm -hmm. Skylar, do you see yourself looking more towards um vasquez at 8300 or clutched in at 68 i'd probably question um i mean vasquez has been really good lately but i think questions i don't know new york are one of those teams kind of with their back up, up against the wall i don't really think montreal are going to catch them so to speak but um they're another team talking about teams that have just kind of had opportunities to put themselves in a, a good spot. Montreal has really disappointed lately. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, to the point to where, like, if they would have won against Minnesota at home, um, if they would have even gotten a point against New York City last night at home, like, they'd be, they'd probably be ahead of New York right now. I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, uh, those two are always kind of on my radar, but don't get me, like, overly excited. Mm -hmm. So, on a slate like this, I'll, I'll probably end up avoiding both um, and trying to find find a uh, player with bigger upside, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's weird. To, we're not used to looking at a Toronto game and thinking I need somebody with more upside than somebody from this game, but obviously Javinko being out 
kind of causes that. Um, are there any guys on the cheaper end? Uh, JD, you said you're, you may be looking for values. I mean, even to St. Ricketts is 7,100 now. Yeah, Marco Delgado and Jonathan Osorio are two guys that I think have been playing really well. They don't necessarily collect fantasy points in bunches, but they're they're definitely involved in the attack. So if you need to take a, a flyer on those guys, I wouldn't hesitate. But Felipe is in the same range. He's 4,000. Tyler Adams, who had two goals last night, is mm-hmm. 3,600. Um, he's not necessarily a, an extremely offensive player, but you can't ignore a 30-point performance on DraftKings. <laughs> Uh, from a guy on a team that's really pushing to stay in that sixth playoff spot. Uh, maybe even kind of jump ahead of Columbus now. They're only four points back. They have one game in hand. So, um, yeah, because if they don't, they have to play Atlanta. Um, otherwise, they might be able to get Chicago, I would think. So um, that's definitely motivating for, for the Red Bulls. But Toronto still look good even playing a, a not full squad lately. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's tough for sure, but... If there's a, a Cooper 3300, I would probably consider him. Would you have any thoughts on Josie if he started? I don't think I would play him just because the the other options available on the slate. But yeah. he's definitely uh, someone I. You have to consider Josie when he plays. It's just it's tough because yeah. he's so goal he's so goal dependent anymore that I'd probably just bite the bullet and pay for Vasquez, who's cheaper. Right. I think he'd struggle to get 90 minutes too, which, you know. Yeah, why. that's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the next game uh, I see is DC at Columbus. I feel like yep. Columbus is the Eastern Conference team that I don't want to make the playoffs just because I don't find them as exciting as the other teams, even though, you know, Miram and Santos and Iguain and Kamara can put up, can put on a show. But I don't know. I just have no You're interest right there. in watching them. They have like a lot of the same personnel, but they're more boring this season than yeah. uh, they have been previously. But I, I kind of do want to see Iguain make kind of like one last, hopefully, signature playoff run here. That would be very cool to see for a Columbus team that could bounce back and get into a final like they were with Portland, what, two years ago? Yeah, it was only so two years ago. It seems like it was much longer than that, yeah. yeah. But um, Columbus are in good form, three wins, three draws in their last six. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I kind of agree. I think Montreal would be a more interesting and dangerous team to get into the playoffs. But uh, now that Santos is in there, maybe Columbus can turn it on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skyler, when you look at Columbus, I mean, obviously Iguain kind of jumps out, though at 9,000 when you can get Pedro Santos for 6,600. Uh, do you see yourself thinking about paying up for Iguain or even Miram at 72? No, I'm still probably taking Santos in that spot and taking the savings. Um, I think last, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I, we had the same same uh, conversation, and it was the same thing. Um, I said Pedro Santos was the guy, but Iguain, I think, showed up with three assists that same weekend. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Santos has just as much uh, ability to, to hit three assists in a game as Iguain does. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd probably probably uh, nine times out of ten I'm taking Santos in that spot but that's not to take anything away from Iguain I mean he's he's uh in form right now so um I just I feel like I'd, I'd rather take the savings okay um yeah I mean you're gonna have to spend up on somebody and on the slate I mean Iguain's the most expensive really because Al Marone's out at least in terms of midfielders so depending on these lineups that we see, we're going to get to see Atlanta's lineup, which is big because they could have some uh, pretty big rotation now that they clinch the playoffs. Um, depending on who's starting, I would be really comfortable playing Iguain. Instead of or with Pedro Santos? Either, really. I mean, who Akam is a, a guy that I'm probably going to have to consider. Vazquez is a guy you have to consider. But other than that, no one's more expensive than 8000 in the midfield position. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lee Wynn, I mean, I'm not playing him against Atlanta, I don't think. <laughs> Probably not, but... Not um, when he just played. He's battling an injury, and he right. just played yesterday, so... Yeah. He went 90 minutes, though, and he's going to be at home playing an Atlanta team that's played, like, 10 games in the last 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> 
And probably going to think... re- rotate their entire team. Yeah, but I mean, do you think Lee Wynn is fit enough that he's going to play 90 minutes again? I mean, I I don't think the Revs really have anything to throw away here unless they're trying to reserve Lee Wynn for next season. Like, I don't <laughs> well, I think they'd uh, probably... Yeah, it's... I think they'd probably throw him back out there. I guess, uh, yeah, then it's like, are you just playing him to play him even though he can't handle it? And I don't know. He just, the way they've been treated. I don't think he would have gotten 90 minutes last night if he's like, you know, if it's like that because they're getting shellacked 6-1. to (laughs) So it's like, well, that's that's very true. Probably would have pulled him a little early. I guess you're right. It's just the the way they've been handling him lately is weird. Like they needed all these other points and he hasn't been playing. So yeah, you would think if he was going to gut it out, he would gut it out for some of these other ones too. But I was going to say that they had two early substitutions though. One wasn't like right after the red card, but like they made two subs by the trying to see here 54th minute. Although Fagundes came out at the end, not win. So I guess, I don't know. I feel like that's more of a, we can play him for 90 but I'm not sure that necessarily means we can play in 90 again in a few days, but yeah, I get, I maybe get the it argument. Was, I'm not, I get the argument. Um, yeah, and I'm not saying he's like a must play, and I know we're jumping ahead here, but just looking at that with JD referring to the higher price players, like wins up there and he's available in that forward slot. So it feels like on this slate, he's a pretty valuable play if he goes. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I'm not playing him. <laughs> just going back to that, Columbus game for a second. Uh, Zoltan is now just a midfielder, which saw that. is a, bu- a little bit of a bummer. Uh, do you guys see yourselves playing anybody from DC? I do not. Yeah, if it if I was, then it would probably be Zoltan. I mean, six thousand is a decent price for somebody that's as active in the attack as he is. But yeah, I'm probably staying away. Yeah. All right. That's reasonable. Mullins has been on fire, though. It's worth noting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's not like 4,700 anymore. Uh, nope, 5,900. 5, yeah, which is reasonable after five goals in two games. Yeah, Actually, 49. He's down, he's down uh, 300 bucks after scoring a goal. <laughs> a 49-pointer raises you up $800 uh, <laughs> to the next game. However, a defender gets like seven points, and they jump up to like 5,000. Right, right. Oh, well, um, we mentioned Atlanta and New England, so let's talk about it a little more. This is the last game of lineups that we'll see before lock. I feel like we have reasonably said before every one of the last four Atlanta games that they're going to rotate because they have way too many games, and they still haven't, other than El Marone, who was forced off with an injury. Uh, uh, sort of. Kevin Kratz played last game, and he hasn't been playing. Didn't he basically start for Almiron though? Uh, well, Gressel. Gressel, yeah. Yeah, so. All right, so who sat? Lorenowitz? Lorenowitz, I'm guessing. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, I think Lorenowitz was center back. Oh, okay. I want to say I saw a lot. So Parkhurst sat, maybe? Possibly, yeah. I um, think so. Because Perez yes. started. <clears throat> yeah, Lorenowitz. Yeah, Lorenowitz started center back for uh, Parkhurst. And gotcha. McCann played left back. Oh, okay. So Garza got arrested. Yeah. The McCann's thing is, a defender too now, so it's oh. a pretty nice move for DraftKings purposes. Hmm. The thing is, we weren't really worried about those guys getting hurt. It was the Yosef Martinez, Yamil Assad, Hector Vialba, and yet here we are again, those guys playing basically as much as possible. Uh, right. Well, now they, they clinch the playoff spot. They have an outside chance at getting into the – well, I don't want to say outside because yeah, they have a game a ch- in hand on, yeah, they've got a chance. on NYCFC. If they win, they're tied with NYCFC with three games left both. With a um, plus 16 goal differential over New York City. Oh, my goodness. 17, <laughs> excuse me, plus 17. That is – yeah, they them and Toronto are by far the highest goal differentials um, – which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so there is something to play for, but at the same time, they definitely need to rest some people desperately. So I don't I don't know. Luckily, <laughs> we'll get to see the lineup, so we don't need to speculate too much. Um, let's spe- speculate a little bit, though. Um, <laughs> if 
like obviously Kenwin Jones is not Joseph Martinez. Uh, um, so I feel like that's not a like for like. Uh, but I feel like the other guys you could probably make a case for, like if Vialba sits for, or any of the guys that started on Wednesday, Kratz or Gressel's usually pretty cheap. Where well, Kratz would oh. probably take corner kicks. Right, Gressel's up and to 5,500, which actually isn't yeah. nearly as cheap as I was hoping. No, Kratz would take corners at 3,000. That's a good deal. And Andrew Carlton um, probably would be a, a good play too if he got in. Super promising young uh player i think he's only 17 or 18 years old and he can already hang in mls for sure okay no jacob peterson love jd not really no he scored about, last night how about from you <laughs> no yeah i mean he, he i actually think if they do rotate like he's a candidate to make a spot start but definitely probably how probably not playing him how crazy is it that he cost six thousand <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous he averages like how many points? Yeah, six point eight. That's probably generous on DraftKings. So <laughs> Jones is at fifty one hundred. Like, could they start those two together instead of Vialba and Martinez? Yeah, I could. Yeah, why not? <laughs> As somebody with Vialba, Assad, and Martinez in my FMLS lineup, that's wow. That was brave. Yeah, it was dumb. That was nice of you to call it brave. <laughs> it was dumb. <laughs> It was smarter than it was smarter than uh, Hunter completely fading them, like I did. I don't know how I ended up with no Atlanta players. Like I had Gonzalez Perez on the back. I had Martinez at one point. I think I was even toying with Gressel because he's so cheap. And then I ended up with no Atlanta players. Oh uh, yeah, I almost had Gressel, yeah. and then I went with a, a different switcheroo. But um, I just checked my team. I don't have Vialba. I have Martinez, Assad, and Gonzalez Perez. So I missed out on Vialba. Gotcha. Oh, well. Um, so Lee Wynn is a possibility, it sounds, at least for Skyler. one of us. Uh, anybody else? Anybody playing Kai? Teal Bunbury week? No, I don't I think, think I'll play any revs, honestly. Chris Tierney? I'm probably not going to play. I'm not going to play Teal Bunbury, but, the, I mean, he hasn't been bad. <laughs> like, no? You know, he's not. he's not too cheap, but... He's, uh, but you're not going to play him. No, I'm not going to play him, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there since you're uh, you know hating so hard on Teal. He's just not a good fantasy option. Like it's yeah. Even when he scores, he's getting like one or two shots max. He doesn't really get that many crosses, uh, and maybe he'll score once every like four or five games. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not touting him at all. I'm just throwing it out there. He's been. Uh, he, I mean, for Teal Bunbury, he's been doing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you pay seventy two hundred for a forward who has four goals in his last four games? Three of them happen to come in one game. <laughs> I feel like you're tricking Kai. me into into picking Kai Kamara, but that's not going to happen either. The only way I ever get people to pick Kai Kamara is by tricking them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just off of New England in this okay. spot. Like, I don't know how, like, Lee Wynn might be about it. Maybe Tierney. Like, if Wynn's not in and Tierney's in, then I, I might consider him again. Mm-hmm. Suddenly everyone's back on Tierney. Yeah. He, had like, he had, like, one decent game and one 10-cross game in July. <laughs> like, big deal. And then minus one last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Tierney <laughs> still can't defend. So it's a matter of if you think he's going to be extremely attacking. And the only way I think he's going to get the crosses you want is if Lee Wynn's not playing. Yeah, I think that was the big two assists, 17-point game a couple games ago is with Wynn out. So Right. I might, even you know, seem if like... Wynn's not in, then I would definitely look at him. But 17 points doesn't even seem like a big game when you have two assists, though. First of all, it would be a joke and disrespectful to line Chris Tierney up against Hector Vialba on the <laughs> wing. I mean, and maybe if Jacob Peterson's playing out there, then sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like he's—I don't know if if he's nearing the end of his career or what. But I mean, he's the—he's been the captain the past few games, so I think I he's think definitely he nearing at... the end of his career. <laughs> you think it's a farewell yeah, like, tour? They're giving him the nah, be, Yeah, like. 
this could be one of our last chances to play him ever. Oh no, nah, he's gonna he's <laughs> gonna be in Minnesota next year, man. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he'd be a pretty nice fantasy play out there. Taking over from Mark Birch. Is he even starting anymore? No, he he couldn't even hold Mark Birch's cup of water. <laughs> All right, enough of the revs. Um, we've got New York City FC at Chicago. When I was doing my FMLS team, I saw uh, Skyler rank uh, Nikolic absurdly high in my absurdly high in my opinion, and yet it was enough for me to like legitimately have Nikolic in my lineup until I finally went with Cubo. And I didn't regret it at all until he scored twice last night. <laughs> um, hey, I did the same thing. Uh, so I, I ranked them that high, and then I was looking at my lineup after all the games finished. Like, why did I rank Nikolic that high and just completely ignore him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I had a calm third, and he didn't even play. So if I knew that, I probably would have had Nikolic much closer to, uh, to the top there. But... Oh, um. So New York City just shut out Montreal in Montreal. Do you think they do it in Chicago, or do we see Nikolic or Akam get on the board here? Uh, Nikolic is definitely scoring again. Definitely. He's uh, okay. he's after, Yeah, he's after that golden boot. I've got the golden boot narrative going here, and this is a golden boot battle because if Villa plays, yeah. then... You know, they're right. Well, Nikolic is tied with Valeri with 20 goals right now. Uh, Villa's on 19 right behind them. So, you know, obviously they're not playing for the golden boot, but you know it's in the back of their head. Like, And it felt like last night Chicago was beating Nikolic when they could. So I feel like, you know, sometimes like I've seen teams, I think, I think it happened with BWP a couple years ago where, um, he scored like four goals in the last game of the season to win or something. So, I mean, they're aware of it. And I just, that was kind of what played into Nikolic being so high on the radar this week is I've seen some quotes in the media just where he's saying he's ready to get back on track and start scoring again before playoffs. So whatever. I mean, that's not, you know, he's a goal scorer, so he's going to score goals and had a couple of good matchups on the board this week. So yeah, I think he gets back on the, on the score sheet again. All right. JD, you buying the narrative? Uh, he's an all right play. It's fine. I, uh, <laughs> I'm really rooting against him because I want Diego Valeri to win the golden boot. Okay. I honestly, I mean, in terms of a fantasy play, I'd prefer David Akam for yeah. 500 more. Do you feel the same, Skyler? You tend to usually side on Akam. Especially yeah. since he's rested. I mean, they intentionally rested him so he could play this weekend is what I read on Twitter. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree there. I'm, I, I think Akam obviously offers a uh, safer floor because Nikolic is pretty much goal-dependent. Um, Akam can do a lot more across the board. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd try to find the extra cash to squeeze Akam in. But, again, like GPP-wise, I think Nikolic is the guy he's – He's got the potential to go off for a hat trick. Nick, obviously, uh, Akam does too, but I feel like Nikolic might be in a better spot in in this game too. What are your thoughts on David Villa if he starts? Came off the bench last night. Too expensive. Yeah, it's David, yeah, it's David Villa. Like, I mean, he's one of the best goal scorers in MLS, but. It's been a while yeah. since he scored. Yeah. How long has it been? At least a month August or so, August 20th, right? according to DraftKings game logs, although we know what that could mean sometimes. <laughs> I would uh, rather have Maxi Morales, 7,300. He had eight crosses last night. That's pretty good. <laughs> he did take I five shots it... in 29 minutes last night, though. What's that? Villa took five shots in 29 minutes. And they were winning. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about him going through a scoring slump, but it's just the price, I guess, that turns me off a little bit. Okay. Yeah, when I look um, at some of the other options, I would just rather rather play like an Akam for 1,900 less. Right. Uh, Joseph Martinez, if he plays, is going to be really hard to, to pick Villa over. Because he's he's playing a an absolute 
Oh, he's playing the joke, Yeah. Joke of a team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, any of the other fire guys that you like, other than a common Nikolic? I assume yeah, Alvarez. Mihalovic. Yeah, I assume Alvarez sits if a com comes back in. Yeah, Mihalovic is uh, thirty five hundred. He he was min price last night and scored his first goal, had an assist, uh, hit twenty points, and you know a couple games before that he had thirteen. So pretty just nice, nice value. If- it would just be nice if when he didn't score, he, like, accumulated any sort of stat. <laughs> yeah, but at that price, it's like... No, you know, I... You could just throw him in I and just you. hope... Yeah, just hope that something hits, and then if he shows up with five or six points, it's like, it's not going to kill you at that price. Yeah, just against NYCFC, I think there's even better cheap options, I think, personally. But, I mean, Tommy Max, 200 cheaper, come on. That's crazy. It's first of all, it's disrespectful, but yes, it's also crazy. <laughs> uh, Rodney Wallace had a ton of shots last night. I feel like it was in the oh here's six, and the the game before he had five. So that's uh, worth thinking about. That five shotter was in twenty five minutes as well, uh, kind of David Villa style. Last night the six was in sixty one minutes. Rodney Wallace might be the worst finisher I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, well, so I mean, while he's taking podcast, shots, I just podcast don't think... favorite Will Bruin is way up there. Um, Will Bruin, I think, looks like Cristiano Ronaldo finishing wise versus Rodney Wallace. Uh, I, I don't know how many times wow. I got texts from friends last night, like I can't believe Wallace missed that again, or how did Wallace miss that, <laughs> or I think I could finish. It was awful, just awful. Oh. Obviously, I'm at least more his, bitter at least than his, else, but at least his sole job isn't finishing, which is Will Bruins. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. He's just been like he was so good before the Gold Cup, and then he's just a totally different player after now. It's yeah, weird. very weird. Anyway, uh, final game of this five game slate is Minnesota at Houston. Um, Houston, I feel like has a lot of guys who do a lot of similar things, and it's always the one that I don't pick that ends up doing everything. I went Cubo on Wednesday, so, of course, Elise scores twice. Um, I assume I'll play uh, Elise this weekend, and then Kyoto will score. So how do you guys sift through all of that? Tomas Martinez. Oh, all right. Just ignore it completely. (laughs) Yeah, Martinez is going to be too hard to fade on this slate at 5,000, but in that forward pool, then, yeah, it's kind of just – uh, I mean, I think Elise is the, has the hot hand right now. Like, I don't know what's up with Cubo, but he just he's not in sync with the attack right now. And he only played, I think he only played 65 minutes last night. So I'm just hoping that he starts again because been a couple of games that he hasn't started. Um, if he does start, then yeah, I think you've got to look at, at Q, a guy like Cubo Torres here because. Houston are about as desperate as it gets for a result. And we said it last weekend, I think, with Dallas, that this is like a prime spot for you to try to pick up three points. But didn't Dallas lose to Minnesota? Or yeah, it was in Tigers. Minnesota. Though, yeah, right? uh, yeah, it was at Minnesota. Yeah, and I so. believe they tied. <laughs> no, I think Minnesota wrecked them like four to one. Yeah, I think they did too. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, Either way, I think like, even Kevin Molino scored. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. I'd say if it was between the two, like if Elise starts, and I'd probably pick him over Cubo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurts. I mean, I don't know. It just like Elise has feels like he has a little bit more opportunities to to add points through crosses. He didn't have any last night, but before that, he was. Sending some in, and I don't think I don't know when. I don't I don't think Cubo has that kind of upside. So yeah, I, it's not like he's piling up the crosses, but uh, it just seems like Elise is a little, little bit more across the board, like able to pick up points. Right. Yeah, I I disagree a little. I think Cubo's shot totals cancel out Elise's like two to three crosses on average, and then the fact that Cubo would probably take the penalties. Um, no, plays he... more cent plays more centrally. 
I don't know. Wait, who do you think's going to take the penalties? Well, Elise took one last night. Was Cuba? I think Cuba uh, was, was, was already off. Okay. Yeah, Cuba oh, you're was right. already off. Right. He probably would take it. Yeah. If uh, if he was in, at least yeah, took, I'm pretty took sure eight he... shots last night. Right. Yeah. That's. I mean, I'm just. Uh, we have like a whole season's worth of Elise and a whole season's worth of Cubo, and I don't want to tell the listeners to overreact to to one big Elise game. Okay. Uh, it's not one big. I was gonna say game. it's not a few. Yeah, he's been solid throughout the season, especially like recently. It feels like he's kind of finally oh, kind of. Okay, he has way more single-digit uh, performances than double-digit on DraftKings, and that is undoubtable. At least they're closer to the double-digit than the zero. Right, closer to the double-digit than Cubo's like string of two, four, five. Right. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, it's just that's kind of my point. Is it feels like Elise is actually able to at least like flirt with double digits where if Cubo doesn't do anything, then if he doesn't score or whatever, like you're probably coming away with like four or five points. It feels like Elise, you're at least getting like maybe eight, nine right. or 10. Like yeah. That. The, I don't know. the point I, I made is you said that uh, Elise had more upside, but it's like Cubo has 14 goals this year. So mm-hmm. he has a goal in like half his games. Elise has 12 right there. All right. No interest in nine goal Kyoto. If he plays, I don't think I don't think he's necessarily going to start though. Oh okay. All right. Uh, anyone on the Minnesota side? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. Uh, Molino's been all right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know not mention him. He's actually kind of been all right the past few games, but probably not playing him here. Right. I kind of like the idea of Shuttleworth. I was just about to ask about goalkeepers. Because if, if Houston get frustrated or even if they go down a goal, they are going to pile on the shots. Because mm-hmm. they need a result desperately. So it these two teams have tied the last two times they played. This doesn't strike me as a game that Houston's going to just completely run them off the field. So I don't know. Okay. I kind of like Shuttleworth, especially in a tournament. Okay. Any other goalkeepers that appear to be de- in decent situations for you, for, for you enough to take him? Uh, I like yeah, Robles at 3,800. Yeah, cool. I like that one too. Steve Clark revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like him though. I don't like Cropper. Uh, Lance. Wait. Go ahead. I just found the I just found the goalkeeper play of the slate right here. You got to scroll all the way down to the to the uh, fourth from the bottom. <laughs> Bobby Boswell. Oh. <laughs> wow. Let's get First Bobby of all, Boswell. Whose stats oh, are they yeah. even showing? Like they're showing goalkeeper stats. Like I wonder if he actually plays. Like will he be getting those stats? Accumulating defender stats. Man, I hope he starts. I'm going to put him in if he starts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to play him if he starts. I mean, what goalie has oh, wow. potential goal upside here? Well, they're, like, showing him as having saves. That's what I mean, yeah. Huh. All right. Aye, aye, aye. Wow. Yeah. It's a must-play just to find out what happens. Yeah, yeah I kind of like Robles, too. Yeah, Robles, Shuttleworth. I mean, Robles would be cash. Shuttleworth would be tournament for me. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's go to the second slate. We it's a gigantic four gamer with humongous tournaments. Um, the first game we have two games at nine o'clock Eastern and two at ten thirty. Uh, first one I see Montreal at Colorado. Montreal will be without Jay Maile after he picked up a yellow card yesterday. So they'll rely even more on Piatti. Do we think Piatti takes corners at that point, or are they going to bring in Well, Bernier and Donadell have both been taking corners lately. Um, So is Piatti. So it's totally up in the air, I'd say, even if only like one or two of them start. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can bank on Piatti getting corners. Fortunately, it would be a great matchup for him anyway so not really a big deal right 
I would definitely, if Bernier plays, he's only 3,100, and it's like a must-win game for them. He's a veteran. This is his last season, I'm pretty sure. I would take him. Hmm. There's a lot of motivation going on, and Bernier, uh, he's like a sneaky good player. I don't know if he has a lot of juice left in the the old legs at the this stage in the year, but I I really like Bernier, and if he can push forward and fill some of the Jamaili, um, obviously he can't fill those shoes or even play that position. But if he can uh, push up a little more, just because Jamaili's out, then I think Bernier would be a great cheap play. Hmm. Okay. How much do you like Piatti enough to lock him right in? Uh, yeah. Considering the the, the forward slate, late I, the forward availability or guys is really ugly. Well, I mean, Plata is a guy that I think I definitely want, mm-hmm. and then I definitely want Valeri. So that makes it a little tough because I don't know if I could fit all three of those guys. But right. Also, can we complain about DraftKings switching up the order of the lineup? <laughs> the homer screen. away oh Why? the lineup screen the, yeah no, the, now you have forward midfield from the top to bottom defender goalie and then utility at the bottom so when i want to look at my attacking players they're split up because my utility is not going to be filled with a defender it's think, just straight up annoying there's no purpose behind it i think well th- yeah. there was a purpose i heard the purpose uh is that they didn't want people to have to make they didn't want casual players to have to walk in and have to choose a goalie first because that's just like how naturally people look at it. My complaint is that when you go to the my lineup screen, it's back to the original one. So it's flipped. Yeah. yeah. So like you, yeah, you if you want to change your goalkeeper, you like cancel out the top name on the list, but then you have to then it's on the bottom on the next screen. It's like they basically right. went half halfway. Yeah, those those are you guys both just name the top two like the only two reasons that i don't like the change is because yeah like if you're looking at the screen on the the main build a lineup page then yeah you that goalkeeper should be at the very bottom utility should be underneath defender i guess if anything and then yeah when you go to the lineup screen it should should replicate what you how you build your lineup i don't understand what's wrong with the old way it do we really think that casual players are just like total morons <laughs> where they're like oh goalie's listed first so i have to pick it no that's, about that's to ri- explode. that is ridiculous <laughs> like um, yeah, there's a that. bunch they of spots exit that you out. have to fill them and uh, that's so frustrating hmm. all right um where were we here montreal colorado so yeah uh any montreal forwards it, literally, you can play anyone from Montreal. Colorado's the worst team in the league. Yeah. Are they worse than D.C.? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Easily. So you're not playing anyone from Colorado? Definitely not. Okay. Skyler? I uh, I made the mistake of playing Eigner over Tomas Martinez last night, and that's probably the last time I'll ever do that. Obviously, they're <laughs> not on the same slate this time, but uh that was rough Eigner got me all of minus one and uh went off in the 55th minute so what the hell made you think that's a good idea uh (laughs) i don't know man blame it on the jet lag or whatever uh uh, yeah it or yeah anyway it was i mean he was basically minimum price getting his first start granted it was at dallas yeah it was a terrible play (laughs) oh no But if I was going to play somebody from Colorado, then that might be where I would look if I can get past last night's frustrations. Hmm. Yeah, I guess Sounds if like I was going to play... <laughs> if I was going to play anyone from Colorado, it would probably either be the keeper, most likely Tim Howard, yep. even though he's super expensive, or just Dominique Baji. I would throw in as like a hope he gets a goal. Wow, that could be the first time JD's ever hyped Baji. I don't know if you could say it's hype, but... Baji was pretty high in my rankings, uh, and when I say pretty high, I mean literally just in my rankings this week. <laughs> and Which he is was impressive. not... I was the only person who ranked him, so uh, I'm a little disappointed in you, Skylar. He's been putting up, like, Teal Bunbury-like numbers, so I, I, I kind of <laughs> get that pick. To to be fair, you ranked uh, Elise and I didn't, so that might have been the the difference. And uh-huh. I think that was probably a good call on your part. There we go. 
He also uh, ranked Mario Minotis higher, though. So, I think JD may have had Baji in a switcheroo earlier this year. Uh, I did, early on, I might have had him in one or two. Yeah. So. I just I would I think my negativity towards Baji was just cooling down the uh, the Skylar hype train, which mm. is kind of my only job here at Rotowire. <laughs> <laughs> You do a good job of that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have helped you cool down the uh, Eigner hype train last yeah, night. Yeah, I do too, man. My my uh, bankroll does too. <laughs> it might have it might have been in the the Slack chat, which had a thousand notifications when uh, it came off of mute today this morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh. that'll happen. People get pretty excited. I mean, there've just been way too many slates <clears throat> during the week that people. I mean, there's like basically live live slacking live i don't know i don't know what the what the verb is but yeah I, if you have a soccer app that gives you goal alerts and you think wow i wish i got these even faster yeah sign up for the road to wire slack channel totally agree totally agree you get goals and assists right away and people getting angry are really really happy uh let's move on to the next game vancouver at sporting kansas city uh your western conference leading vancouver whitecaps uh, i'll add uh, Sporting KC sitting one point behind with uh, a game in hand as well. Uh, I hate both of these teams. So <laughs> actually, I don't hate the Whitecaps that much. Let me rephrase that. Um, Diego Rubio has obviously been pretty good for Sporting. Um, where do you guys look first in this game? Jordy no. Rainer. For- yeah. I'm probably looking at Zussi, uh, even though he's one of the pricier defenders on the board. I'm still on that train just with him on some of their set pieces and, you know, just part of their attack pretty much, even as a defender. So uh, I'm down I'm with probably... that. Yeah, it's going to be tough if you want to get uh, Plata, Piotti, Valeri, but. Yeah. He has. It feels um... like you're just paying for another attacker for me. Yeah, he has three crosses in his last two games combined i guess he's shooting uh, you get that seven shots you don't get that much yeah, he's, defender. yeah i mean he's kind of you know cutting in from the wing and and able to get off some shots and i think he's over some set pieces too maybe getting off a shot here and there on those so i don't know i mean the crossing doesn't really push me off of him like two three games ago he hit six so I think any given game, then he can turn up with close to double digits. Okay. But um, Ajanda's been getting some time, and in the last two starts he has had, he has uh, <laughs> negative one point. Don't remind me about that. I actually played him uh, last weekend, I think, because it was a two-game slate or something. And he lined up in the midfield, so seemed like an obvious play, and got a goose egg out of it. Man, He's, uh, that's uh, been pretty rough lately. Yeah, less time checking his Twitter feed in the locker room, more time <laughs> practicing is what I would recommend to Jimmy Madronda. You know what? I haven't gotten any likes or like any notifications from Madronda this season, so I think that's probably what it is. He hasn't been as active or interactive with his mm-hmm. social media uh, followers. He actually needs more social media, not less. That's right. I got you. <laughs> okay. Says no one in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who is other than well, I'm not going to consider Zuzi, but who's the best attacker in this game? Jordy Reyna. Hmm. Hmm. At Kansas City, huh? Well, who are you going to take from Kansas City that you trust more? Rubio's been pretty hot. He's. I'm not saying like better than Reyna as far as all around game, but if they're kind of looking to him as like the guy now then i think he's you know he's probably in a spot to outscore reyna okay yeah i mean you're you're banking on a goal from a team that doesn't really seem like they give up that many lately anyone look at failhopper that works for me <laughs> the the creaky door, the creaky door looks yeah. at Failhopper. No, I mean Failhopper's floor. <laughs> Failhopper's floor has been uh, fairly low lately, even yeah. though he had six and seven shots uh, in two recent games. But it's just, it's not there because he doesn't have somebody he can combine with in the attack. What about Diego Rubio? Didn't we just? Uh, yeah, sorry, I had to, but he I had to run been... away when he said Benny. 
(laughs) (laughs) He hasn't been combining with Rubio, though. Okay. I mean, Failhopper doesn't have an assist in his entire game log here. Yeah, yeah, but it's only that's only ten games deep, though. That's not. Well, I mean, that's as bad as long as Rubio's been starting, right? Uh, at best. Right. So I I don't know. Okay. It's... No, I get it. I get it. Well, I it's another. It's like uh... Kai Kamara. I have to guilt people and, into thinking. Fail yeah, and Zusi takes the the free kicks, not Failhaber these days. So I just don't see the the point in playing Failhaber for uh still a, a fairly high price, honestly. Okay. What were you going to say, I guess Skyler? if you really, I was just saying, if you really need a scrape for value, then Christian Labata has been starting in the attack. He's yep. 3,600 as a midfielder. Granted, I mean, he had zero points last game, last two games. Yeah, you might so, as well use Eigner. No, he's better than <laughs> he Eigner. might as well. Yeah. He had a goal uh, three games ago when he went 89 minutes, but, I mean, two appearances since then. He hasn't had any shots. So I don't, I'm not going to play him, but just throwing it out there that he probably will keep starting in the attack, and you never know when a guy like that will turn up with a goal. I guess my my issue with all these players we're talking about on this slate is this slate is extremely easy. Like, we have a, a ton of great players that have been, like, fantasy stars this year. Uh, you pick, like, Bernier, get him in, and then you're good. Um. I think there's only only almost too many good plays is the, the problem. Like I think you're gonna have to pick three. Well, like Rubio is in the weird zone where it's like he's expensive enough. That there's no way you're not paying up a little extra for right someone else. Right, I agree with that. Um, That's why I'm throwing Lobato out there just because you're gonna have to squeeze somebody in there. Whether it's like a you already said Bernier, JD. I think you know Eigner if he starts might be okay. Lobato's in that mix, but yeah, you're gonna have to find one player to build, you know, fit all your big guns in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I just assumed you guys were all taking Darwin Saren and not telling me why it was a good play <laughs> this week. Well, he, he didn't start yesterday, so maybe he'll be back in tonight. <laughs> there you go. This there weekend. Um, Wait. Oh yeah, never mind. The yeah, the next game is RSL at Los Angeles. Um, I think this is where we start to realize that we don't have enough spots for all of the upper tier players. Like you're obviously going to at least consider Plata in a forward spot. And then in midfield, you have Rusnak and Alessandrini. And we kind of already discussed the possibility. I guess Piatti, you can play in the forward spot, but um, we'll get to Valerian a little bit. So you're essentially, you're going to have to make a choice between Rusnak, Alessandrini and Valeri. Um, so at least speaking of the guys in this game, who's your top one, Skyler? Uh, it's gotta be Rusnak for me. Ooh. Are we talking just top play overall? Yeah. Like regardless of position. Um, yeah. I think it's still Rusnak. Okay. Do you like Plata more and, just cause he's a different position though? Well, I like Plata more, but I'm still on the Savarino bandwagon. I mean, he's been just as good and, you know, a little bit cheaper. I mean, he's been better than Plata, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'd probably, I mean, it's hard just, you know, based on name value and knowing what Plata's done previously. Like, this is Savarino's first season in the league, and he's kind of quietly done what he's been doing, but he's been really good for fantasy purposes. They are absolutely going to torment this. Uh, if they start that Siani guy again for LA, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's over. I don't think LA has anybody they can p- play that is going to be okay, though. Like, right. So, uh, if it, I think it's it's literally a must to get two Salt Lake players, even though they're on the road. There's no question. Wow. So that means neither of you are that interested in Alessandrini. No, no I, I don't see the that. point. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm definitely still interested in Alessandrini. Oh. I mean, he's, I don't know. It's going to be a hard build for sure with those guys it, up there. I mean, it's a its a good, it, it seems like an exploitable team for Alessandrini. Hmm. I disagree. Yeah, it sounded like you disagreed. <laughs> Los Angeles are playing for nothing, and Alessandrini has, how many times has he been frustratingly just rested or subbed off early or whatever this season. 
Um, like, first of all, I'm not even convinced he, Alessandrini starts because there's no reason for him to start. Mm-hmm. Second of yeah, all, but then he wouldn't have started last night if that was the case. Well, th- this means he's going to be playing three games in eight days if he starts this uh, this one, and right. it seems like every other opportunity he's had to do that this year, he hasn't. Yeah, like, I get that. But a double I mean, game week, he's not playing. There's no reason for him to play, uh, and RSL desperately need to win this game. They're clinging to the sixth playoff spot, but Houston have a game in hand. They're only one point back. San Jose are only two points back with the same amount of games. This is like a, a must-win game for Salt Lake, and I just think they're going to have a lot of the ball, uh, and they're they're going to control it. Los Angeles just is not that good. Hmm. That's what I thought about. Uh, I mean, you make a point for sure, and that's what I thought going into that Houston game last night. And for whatever reason, L.A. showed up, and Alessandrini was a big part of it. So I'm not saying, like, you know, I'm all in on Alessandrini, but I just feel like they're going to be at home. I don't think they're just going to roll over. Like, they're getting a lot of flack right now across the board. So they, it they, feels like if they're going to do anything, it's got to be through him. There could totally be some good plays from Los Angeles in this game. It's just, for me, it's way more comfortable not to bet on it when I have other like sh- things I think are sure bets. So I maybe you can make an argument that Alessandrini is a tournament play, but uh, like in cash games, I think it would be crazy to put him in there, especially when you don't know that he's going to start and you're not going to see it before you have to lock in your Montreal guys. Um and I guess if you want anyone from Kansas City or Vancouver, and I mean that's if you play Alessandrini, that is shaping the rest of your your lineup majorly because he is very expensive, ten thousand six hundred. I mean, that's fourteen hundred more than Rusnak, and you probably can't play both. So unless you don't play Valeri, which I think would also be crazy. Mm. Okay. Right. Well, you could not play Piatti. Which would also be crazy. <laughs> I uh, right now I, I'm building a lineup as we speak, and I have Plata, Piotti, Rusnak, Valeri, and it can fit. It gets pretty ugly after that. Nah, because I like Bernier. I've already planted my flag, and then you just get cheap keeper and defender. Um. Yeah, like I said, it's, it'll get ugly there. But you're right. I guess it's not so bad. Well, like, are the the high price defenders really that good on this slate, other than Zusi? No. In fact, some of them are even not even playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wish we could play uh, Axel Hoberry at goalkeeper on this slate. <laughs> what the? Yeah, what the heck is wrong with uh, Alvis Pal? He just had went from being one of the best fullbacks in the league to never playing anymore. Yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, who is it? It's uh, who is it that's taken over there for? Uh, I can't even think of it right now, but it's a guy that just you know doesn't seem like doesn't seem like he's uh, anywhere near Alvis Powell level. It is it Valentin? Yeah, yeah, it's Zarek Valentin. Which is weird because I think he's almost better on the other other side. Yeah, which is where Andrewska Vicious plays. Oh, I guess we're not calling him Vitas anymore, huh? I just love throwing that out yeah, <laughs> every now and then to, to assert my pronunciation dominance. Yeah, very well done. He's got his name guide over there. <laughs> Thumbing through it. Honestly, I don't even know if that's how it's pronounced. I just roll with it. Mm, it is now. It's the, the confidence is key. As long as I say it with confidence, you guys believe me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I fell for it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sounded all right. Yeah, last game of the slate, Portland at San Jose. We already mentioned Valeri. Uh, JD, you love him. Do you love anyone else from Portland? Yeah, Maddox has been uh, shooting like crazy. So if I would somehow want to get a cheap forward in there and not use a a Plata, Piotti, whoever else, uh, Maddox would be a guy that I would totally uh, be willing to play. He had six shots on goal uh, last match against Orlando. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Skyler, anyone from uh, Portland you're looking at? Yeah, Valeri. <laughs> um, probably not anybody besides that. Like, yeah, uh, Maddox looked 
pretty electric last game. I, I had a chance to watch that game, and he was probably his best game of the season by far. Um, I just haven't seen that out of him this season. So, um, But I don't know. I mean, I want to say that San Jose is going to get a result here, but I just don't have any confidence after watching him last night. I mean, they got ripped apart by Chicago, and Chicago didn't even have their best team out there. They didn't have Schweinsteiger. They didn't have a comm. Um, I think they were missing, you know, somebody. I think maybe Miro was out. Yeah, Miro so. was out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Portland can can uh, show up with some goals here. So it's not a Wando late game hammer slate. Wando had a lot of shots last game too. Was it last night? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had him shots. in last night. He he showed up uh, with a late game hammer last night. I had Hosen in too, and Hosen didn't didn't do bad. Um, what do you end up with? He hit 12 points, so he had six shots, three on goal, wow. a couple of crosses, some fouls drawn. So yeah. I didn't get to see much of that game, but I'm I'm guessing what happened is Chicago was just up early, and then San Jose yep. just had to keep shooting and shooting. Yep. Yeah, the game factor kind of just went that way. So, But, I mean, Hosen in general has not been terrible lately, but a slate like this, I'm avoiding him. Yeah, Guzman looks like he's not going to play, by the way, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't think he started last game. and He did not. I think, Valeri, I think it was Valeri instead of Blanco in corners, which obviously yeah. Valeri's on fire as it is, but that just adds even more to his fantasy juiciness. Yeah, and if you're not rooting for Valeri to get the golden boot, even if you're a fan of the one of these other teams where the guy has a chance, like David Villa... Just stop. Just root for Valeri. <laughs> Best dude in the league. Nicest guy. I mean, V is up there too, but it'd be so, first of all, it'd be so cool if a midfielder won it. He's yeah, already. That's what I was going to throw in. It's just crazy to me that a midfielder is at that. Yeah. I mean, I guess Piotti was in the mix a couple years ago, but yeah, Valeri's right there now. It's, it's crazy that a midfielder instead of a guy like Via or Nikolic. Right. Just... And at, at his age, after coming off like a recent ACL injury, um also just the fact that like he had to basically carry portland largely through this season because Audi was out no one else has really been stepping up that much and scoring goals i mean valeri is a, a hero for portland and one of the one of the best guys in sports so really happy i i'd love to see them make a deep run again in the playoffs hmm. all right as somebody who prefers for Fersman, David Villa does well, I guess. Uh, Scott, just a quick question. <laughs> is there a limit to the number of times you can be a late-game hammer in a week? Like you mentioned that Wando <laughs> was it last night, but so does that mean he's ineligible for this week, this weekend? No, uh, there's no limit. Okay, just checking. No, just checking. It's, uh, I guess it just goes by the slate. And Yeah, I mean, San Jose being on the West Coast and Wando's in the, in the late-game hammer role more than most are, mm -hmm. so... It's like the uh, the number of characters you can use on Twitter on No Limit. <laughs> That's right. Has, has, has that already actually like been instilled, or is that still? I don't think so. Some people uh, can use 280 now instead of 140. We're not special. Yeah, I saw yet. a good one uh, where somebody was actually like explaining the switcheroo through a tweet, and they were able to get the entire verbiage in there is, is impressive <laughs> wow that's <laughs> like it. usually that's you're just in... like look at this article and i was <laughs> like well i was gonna do this but if this guy you know craps the bed then i'm gonna switch this uh, guy in i'm like man how can you like write a book now <laughs> it's just <laughs> wow um only you would uh be able to see that tweet on your timeline that's like the most niche thing ever <laughs> yeah it's good stuff. humor I think... fantasy soccer I Switch think it was actually uh, MLS Fantasy's Twitter account that tweeted uh, it out or something. So thumb through their log if you really want to see it. I'm fine, but <laughs> are you jealous that you didn't write it? From, I was just about uh, to say, did you write this and you're just plugging it? Are you hyping <laughs> your own tweet? No, I just thought it was funny that somebody actually was able to squeeze that much stuff into one tweet, like. But it's, I mean, it's kind of cool, I guess. Like you're gonna be able, we're gonna be able to do a lot as far as, I mean, we can. It's annoying, unnecessary. Yeah. There's Maybe, already uh... too much for me to to read and keep up with on Twitter. I don't need people to be able to say twice as much. <laughs> the beauty yeah. is the the brevity of it. But uh, anyway, 
Evan Bush is 4,300. That's a steal. Oh. Against cute. Colorado. That's yeah. like a no-brainer. Unless you want Usted, which I also like. Um, I believe Marinovich is going to start. Okay, then he's probably a good price too, right? He is. I think they're the same. Or maybe he's 100 bucks. Yeah, 100 bucks less. 100 cheaper. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like I mean, Romando. Like, up for a defender 3400 instead of 3300. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Romando 4300. Wait, but Alessandrini's going to mash. <laughs> he is. He's going to mash shots at him, and <laughs> Romando's going to swat him away. Oh, okay, that makes sense. We know Jossie Zardes isn't going to mash shots on goal. He's going to put right him back. off goal. No, not yeah. at right back. He's just going to be sending in cross after cross, right? <laughs> the the thought of Jossie Zardes <laughs> crossing the ball accurately just cracks me up right now. He's the next Graham Zuzzi. That's, what's, that's how he's going to get his spot back in the U.S. team. I'm not going to argue that because Zuzzi's a little overrated. But... <laughs> All right, enough shenanigans. Do we want to talk this last game? Philly home against uh, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's gonna win. Okay, Skyler, you. Agree? They don't have Ozzy Alonso, and they don't have. Um, oh, Chad Marshall may need a rest, but. Um, but that's it. Seattle's still gonna win. I actually heard read today that Chad Marshall might play in Alonso's spot. The opposite. What? Of, the opposite of a rest. <laughs> I assume they would just put Svensson there, though. That sounds. Interesting. Yeah, we can't. Chad play Marshall him. definitely cannot play defensive mm-hmm. midfield. Like Jeff Lorenowitz looks like Usain Bolt compared <laughs> to Chad Marshall. Wow. Oh, that's a good one. All right. I think we can let end it on the Usain Bolt comparison. Um, if anybody has any follow up questions, you can find these guys on Twitter, as we were just saying. They're still on 140 characters though. Um, but you can find JD at DFS MLS. Skyler is at DraftKicks. They're also in the Rotowire Slack chat, which is available for all Rotowire subscribers. If you would like to get in, um, you can just contact me on Twitter at Rotowire Andrew, or you can email me, Andrew at Rotowire.com, uh, and come uh, turn your mutes on for four days and come back to a thousand of them, a thousand messages. Um, Literally one day. <laughs> oh, it was only one? That's not so bad either. You can um, only mute it for 24 hours, oh, so okay. I might have done four days. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so come join us. And guys, thank you for all of that, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.